Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Bible study on Talk to You. Glad to have you folks there that could get in. And um, to the ones that download, I'm glad that you're able to download because none of us in the chat room are able to download. None of us that are here live. We all, none of us. It's blocking all of us out. So good for y'all. I'm glad at least you're still able to get in. Um, I was trying to make excuses for it last program, but I, like I said before the program started, I'm buying into this conspiracy wholehearted now because I've tried five or six browsers and, and, and it, want, it says that the page is not available to me and it does the same thing to the people that are here live. So if anybody finds a way to overcome that, I would, be, I would love for you to let me know. And since you try to stay incognito, I don't care if you write anonymously. Just tell me how you're able to download and what browser you you are using. Anyway, having said that, um, Brother Jason, if you would open us in a word of prayer, Brother. And, oh, before you do that, I want to apologize for Friday night's program. Uh, right there at the end of the program, I, I had a big uh, bunch of junk get in my Anyway, I forgot to end the program in prayer, and that's something I never, ever forget to do. And I do apologize for that to all you people. That was, um, hey, I'm just flesh just like you are. And I have my problems just like y'all got got y'all's problems. Anyway, Brother Jason, if you would, open us in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We ask that you bless us tonight, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity to gather together in your name as we study your word. We lift Brother Don up to you, Lord. We ask that you bless him, fill him with your spirit, Lord, and guide him as he leads us through these scriptures. Uh, Lord, we pray for those that might download this program, that you would speak to their hearts and open their minds and give them eyes to see 
And, Lord, we also pray an imprecatory prayer against our enemies, Lord, that you'd destroy them utterly. You'd expose all their evil ways, Lord, as they are just wreaking havoc on your people here in our world today. We ask all these things in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Okay, folks, we're going to be in Mark chapter 12 tonight, and uh, we're going to start this chapter off with a parable and about the vineyard, and then we're going to depart, and we're going to find out who this vineyard is, and we're going to see something in where it's explained that unless you understand Hosea chapter 1, which all, listen, folks, listen to me. <laughs> Everything about the Anglo-Israel truth hangs on Hosea chapter 1 and chapter 2. All right? Won't you keep that in mind? I've been trying to tell you guys that for over, for going on two years now. What I teach y'all about the house of Israel being dissolved and are no more people, this is the, as one of the, um, a really, real, a real Bible scholar says that I thought that is a friend of mine that I talked to. Either I'm telling you the truth, or you're not Israel. The way I teach you folks, and it ain't got nothing to do with me being smart, folks. Just I understand what's going on. All right. Either the way I'm teaching y'all about the Anglo-Israel truth is correct. It, 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 it's either the way I'm teaching you is correct. Because it's the only way it can be reconciled without destroying the book. See, that's the key. It's the, it, because I've reconciled it with the English. Everybody else that joins this camp, they destroy the book. Or either else they'll join the camp and talk about politics and everything else that's got to do under the sun except the Word of God. Have you ever wondered why that's all they talk about? And you ever wonder why they always want to talk about stuff they can't do anything about? Because they don't know the book. They couldn't discuss the book on a biblical level if their hearts depended on it. Because they don't know it. We're going to find out that later on in Mark, some more folks that didn't know it. And the Lord flat told them. Flat told them. And they ask, they ask the same questions like some of these quote-unquote idiots do today. They want to talk about politics and everything that has not jack squat to do with the Word of God. And they call themselves a quote-unquote Bible teacher. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. But the dissolving of the house of Israel, as we're going to find out in a few minutes, is paramount, you understand, folks. Just knowing that you're Israel, it'll, a lot of the rest of the Word of God will be closed off to you if that's where you remain, like it's closed off to them. All right? Then they spin their wheels and sit in the same pew and pat each other on the back. Talk and blame all their problems on somebody else all the time. All right? Anyway, having got that little rant off my chest, I'll tell you something else about the programs that we did on um, 
the last mystery we done on the new body, and we went into it, we went into Ezekiel and Hebrews. Haven't you ever wondered why all of a sudden the Lord tells talks in John chapter fourteen? He said, "You believe in God, believe also in me." Talking to his disciples, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And you ever wonder why he told his disciples that? You know, when we went back and studied in Ezekiel, you didn't see nothing about no apostles' names written anywhere around there in that detailed, minutely detailed scripture in those last eight chapters (laughs) of Ezekiel. Because where we live, there are mansions. That's called the New Jerusalem with streets of gold. Didn't see no streets of gold in Ezekiel, did you? Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. Anyway, just wanted to throw that little nugget in there for you. Now you see why they have to destroy the book to teach what they teach. Start with verse 1, brother. And he began to speak unto them by parables a certain man planted a vineyard and set a hedge about it and digged a place for the wine fat and built a tower and let it out to husbandmen and went into a far country and at the season he sent to the husbandmen a servant that he might receive from the husbandmen of the fruit of the vineyard. And they caught him and beat him and sent him away empty. And again he sent unto them another servant, and at him they cast stones and wounded him in the head and sent him away shamefully handled. And again he sent another, and him they killed, and many others, beating some and killing some. Having yet therefore one son, his well-beloved, he sent him also last unto them, saying, They will reverence my son. But those husbandmen said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and the inheritance shall be ours. And they took him and killed him and cast him out of the vineyard what shall therefore the lord of the vineyard do he will come and destroy the husbandmen and will give the vineyard unto others stop right there okay folks this is the parable of the vineyard all right this is this is a parable you understand in the first verse it says a certain man planted a vineyard. Well, that certain man was God the Father. Planted a vineyard and hedged it about. This is this is Israel as a nation, folks. This is the vineyard. Turn to, go ahead and be turning to Isaiah chapter 5, Brother Jason, while I'm reading. This vineyard is the nation of Israel. And he said it and hedged it about. Like no other, no other people did God know 
according to his own mouth and Amos. You and you only have I known among all the people of the earth. He hedged it about and digged it. And digged a place for it in the, in the went and uh, for for the wine fat and built a tower and led it out to husbandmen. Okay, who are these husbandmen? Who would you think? Because we're fixing to go back to Isaiah, and I'm going to show you the split, folks. All right, because at the time the Lord's given this parable, I want you to listen to me close. When the Lord, this is coming out of the Lord Jesus Christ's mouth, there is no house of Israel. Not us. They're, the whole house of Israel, as far as they're concerned at the time that he says this, is Judah and Benjamin and just a few, like Nathaniel, just a few from the original ten tribes that were scattered throughout the nations. Very few. Handful. All right? There is no quote-unquote house of Israel. I'm fixing to show you. All right? This is where they... they see, they, they try to look everything through the spectrum of, oh, they want them to be separate. They want the Lord to get rid of them and us be them. See? But they don't understand that when he said, like where he talks about, I've come only, when he's talking to the Canaanite, I've only come to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. They want to yank that out and say, see, he's talking to us. No, he ain't. He's talking to Judah and Benjamin and what few Levites are around. The religious leaders are the husbandmen. From Moses' time, after we came out of Israel, the religious leaders are the ones supposed to have took care of everything dealing with Israel, okay? Until the split. Then it was just Judah that the Lord had favor on. We're going, I'm, and everything I'm telling you, we're going to go read it in, in shortly, okay? So I'm just giving you the skivvy before we go read so you'll know when I make a point over the Scriptures what I'm talking about. This is where they failed to divide the scriptures. And I would just love to know how some of those people try to twist and turn and get out of what's being said here. Because it tells you, you try to make the husbandman a bunch of Edomites, you, 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 you right then you've dropped the ball, see? You've, you've dropped the ball. Why would the Lord give it to Edomites to run? See, you've dropped the ball to all those so-called teachers. Because I imagine that's what they try to do because right on down there, it tells you he's going to kill the husbandman and give it to others. Others who? We're talking about Israel here. Okay, let's go to Isaiah chapter 5 and see what, let's, let's, let's pin this vineyard down, okay? I want you to watch it close. Isaiah chapter 5. Brother Jason. And read, I think it is verse 9. In mine ear said the Lord of hosts, 
Of a truth, many houses shall be desolate, even great and fair. No, I'm sorry, brother. My bad. My bad. It's verse 6. Is I think it is. Let's see. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Verse 7. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the men of Judah his pleasant plant. Do you see the division right there? You're divided by a comma. That's a hint. Read that whole verse now, brother. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the men of Judah his pleasant plant. And he looked for judgment, but behold, oppression, for righteousness, but behold, a cry. Okay, I want you all to keep that in mind as we go to Hosea chapter 1, all right? While you're turning to Hosea 1, I'm going to go back over this verse 7, brother. You just go right ahead and turn to Hosea chapter 1. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel. Comma. And the men of Judah, his pleasant plant. And he looked for judgment. But behold, oppression. For righteousness. But behold, a cry. And then he goes in, woe unto them that join house to house and field to field. And goes on and on and on. Alright? Hosea chapter 1. Start reading, brother, in verse 1. This, the whole Anglo-Israel truth, folks, hinges on the book of Hosea. It hinges on the book of Hosea because when Paul is writing in the book of Romans, he quotes what we're fixing to read and slaps it right down on the Israelites he's writing to. All right? We're going to go there shortly, too. Just start reading at verse 1, brother. The word of the Lord that came unto Hosea, the son of Barry, in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam, 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 the son of Joash, King of Israel, the beginning of the word of the Lord by Hosea, and the Lord said to Hosea, Go take unto thee a wife of whoredoms and children of whoredoms, for the land hath committed great whoredom, departing from the Lord. So he went and took Gomer, the daughter of Debliam, which conceived and bare him a son. And the Lord said unto him, Call his name Jezreel, for yet a little while, and I will avenge the blood of Jezreel upon the house of Jehu, and will cause to cease the kingdom of the house of Israel. Read that last part one more time and will cause to cease the kingdom of the house of Israel. Thank you. Keep on. And it shall come to pass at that day 
that I will break the bow, the bow of Israel in the valley of Jezreel. And she conceived again and bare a daughter. And God said unto him, Call her name Loru Hama, for I will no more have mercy upon the house of Israel. You folks, get in this I now. Will... I will no more have mercy upon the house of Israel. Go ahead, brother. But I will utterly take them away. But, go ahead. But I will have mercy upon the house of Judah and will save them by the Lord their God and will not save them by bow, nor by sword, nor by battle, by horses, nor by horsemen. Okay. He's going to keep, he'll, he'll have mercy on the house of Judah. Folks, his prophecies have to come true. The kinsman redeemer comes out of Judah. All right? And in Jeremiah, he tells you that Judah is more wicked than his backslidden Israel. Tells you that in Jeremiah chapter 3. Even after Israel's done started, be is scattered. All right? Keep that in mind. He says he's going to save them not by bow or by sword, nor by battle, nor by horsemen, nor, nor by horses or by horsemen. Talking about Judah. Talking about Judah. Okay, brother, go ahead. Now when she had weaned Loruhama, she conceived and bare a son. This is Israel he's talking about now. He's done finished the discourse on, on Judah you got a paragraph mark. Now he's going in talking about the dispersed house of Israel. Okay, go ahead, brother. Then said God, call his name Loami. 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 For ye are not my people. Yeah, whoa, whoa, stop, stop. Ye are not my people. You got it? Do you, do you understand? Comma. Ye are not my people. Read the next phrase, brother. And I will not be your God. That was the what he said when he took them and scattered them and broke the bow in Jezreel and sent them off into Assyria and they wound up being Gauls, Gauls, Visigoths, Celts, Kimroi, you name it. I, 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 that's, that's what we wound up being, folks. All right. We spread, scattered through the, that's the way the nations, Abraham was going to be the father of many nations. But not a single one of them suckers called themselves a house of Israel because they lost their identity. They called themselves others, the Sakasuni. Some of them tried to hold on to the house of Isaac. We're going, to go, we're going to do a whole study on that whole thing. But every bit of it rests on what's being said in these first two chapters, folks. Because this, let me tell you why I know it all rests here. Because a genius that I studied under laid this book down for 15 years because he couldn't get around what we believe and what we teach. 
And when he did pick up the commentary and decide to finish it out, he spiritualized every bit of it. He saw the problem. He understood the problem. But you got just as many people that believe that they're Israelites today, that they are there they come from ancient Hebrew. They understand that they're not Jews. But they're just as screwed up because they've tried to invent a whole new religion. They've ditched the Word of God and went with their own opinion and tried to put themselves back under the law. That's what they've done. Continue reading, brother. Yet the number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured nor numbered. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, Ye are not my people, there it shall be said unto them, Ye are the sons of the living God. And he didn't say he was going to say, Oh, this is the house of Israel again. No, no didn't say that. said they're going to be called the sons of the living God. Sound familiar today? Remember John chapter 1? <laughs> he came into his own and his own received him not, but as many as did receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Alright? Remember what Paul taught? In Christ there's neither Judean, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, male nor female. Remember what he said? Watch this next verse. Go ahead, brother. Then shall the children of Judah and the children of Israel be gathered together and appoint themselves one head, and they shall come up out of the land, for great shall be the day of Jezreel. <laughs> There's neither Jew nor scattered Israelite, bond nor free or proselyte, whatever, in Christ. Remember what we read twice in Isaiah, that we would be called by another name. All right. It started out the way, wound up out of Antioch being called Christian. Not just in the book of Acts. Peter says the same thing. You have your two witnesses. Go to chapter 2, brother. Say ye unto your brethren, Amai, and to your sisters, Ruhama, plead with your mother, plead, for she is not my wife. Neither am I her husband. Okay, I want you all to watch this language, Brother David. I especially, you'll see what I'm talking about when we get down through. Watch the language that he uses later on down here in this chapter about the husband and betrothal and all that stuff. Watch it close. Go ahead. Let her therefore put away her whoredoms out of her sight and her adulteries from between her breasts lest I strip her naked and set her as in the day that she was born. 
and make her as a wilderness and set her like a dry land and slay her with thirst. And I will not have mercy upon her children, for they be the children of whoredoms. For their mother hath played the harlot, she that conceived them hath done shamefully, for she said, I will go after my lovers that give me my bread and my water, my wool and my flax, mine oil and my drink. Therefore, behold, I will hedge up thy way with thorns and make a wall that she shall not find her paths. And she shall follow after her lovers, but she shall not overtake them, and she shall seek them, but shall not find them. Then shall she say, I will go and return to my first husband, for then was it better with me than now. For she did not know that I gave her corn and wine and oil and multiplied her silver and gold, which they prepared for Baal. Therefore will I return and take away my corn in the time thereof, and my wine in the season thereof, and will recover my wool and my flax given to cover her nakedness. And now will I discover her lewdness in the sight of her lovers, and none shall deliver her out of mine hand. I will also cause all her mirth to cease, her feast days, her new moons, her Sabbaths, and her solemn feasts. Got it? No sol- no solemn feast, no new moons, and no Sabbaths. Go ahead, brother. And I will destroy her vines and her fig trees, whereof she has said, These are my rewards that my lovers have given me, and I will make them a forest, and the beasts of the field shall eat them. And I will visit upon her the days of Balaam, wherein she burned incense to them, and she decked herself with her earrings and her jewels, and she went after her lovers and forgot me, saith the Lord. The biggest bunch of pagan heathens in the world was the Goths, the Visigoths, the Celtics. You talking about serving other gods and forgetting who they were. That's who we were. All right. Remember back up again, and don't forget, he let the beast of the field eat everything that the Lord gave him back up. Anyway, go ahead, brother. It's paragraph mark, verse 14. Now, let's see just a change of thinking here. Therefore, behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak comfortably unto her, and I will give her her vineyards from thence and the valley of Achor for a door of hope. And she shall sing there as in the days of her youth and as in the day when she came up out of the land of Egypt. And it shall be at that day, saith the Lord, that thou shalt call me Ishi and shalt call me no more Bali. For I will take away the names of Balaam out of her mouth and they shall no more be remembered by their name. And 
in that day I will make a covenant for them with the beasts of the field. Ooh, yeah, a covenant with the beasts of the field and the fowls of the air. Go ahead, brother. And with the fowls of heaven and with the creeping things of the ground. And I will break the bow and the sword and the battle out of the earth and I will make them to lie down safely. All right. You remember in Acts chapter 10, the sheet that was let down before the apostle Peter, where he saw all those creeping things. And the Lord said, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. Hang on to that, Lord. No, no, no. Go ahead, brother. Keep on reading. And I will betroth thee unto me forever. Oh, yea. Oh, yes. Betroth me forever. Go ahead. And I will betroth thee unto me in righteousness and in judgment and in loving kindness and in mercies. I will even betroth thee unto me in faithfulness. For by grace are you saved through faith. Go ahead, brother. And thou shalt know the Lord. And it shall come to pass in that day, I will hear, saith the Lord, I will hear the heavens and they shall hear the earth. Oh, there's a bunch in that, and I just, we spent three hours on it the other night. Read that again. And it shall come to pass in that day, I will hear, saith the Lord, I will hear the heavens, and they shall hear the earth. <laughs> Go ahead. And the earth shall hear the corn and the wine, and the oil, and they shall hear Jezreel. And I will sow her unto me in the earth, and I will have mercy upon her that had not obtained mercy. And I will say to them which were not my people, Thou art my people. You hear and what he just said? You remember what you read back in verse 1? I want you to go to the last chapter. All through the rest of the book of Hosea, folks, it speaks figuratively. You hear, you see, he'll, every now and then he'll hit on something, you pinpoint, but there's, it's figurative speech. He says, Ephraim is joined to idols. Let him alone. It tells you that in the next chapter. It talks about my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. People like to yank that one out of context and use about everything. But it's got to do with Ephraim having to be joined to idols, okay? If you really wanted to stick it, keep it in the context where it appears. All through this book, it talks about how wayward Israel is. That's what this whole book's about, folks, with just Judah popping up as the other sister every now and then, like you saw in the first chapter. I explained to you folks, if you've been back and listened to all the programs, and there are very few have, how the Hebrew sages and the Hebrew prophets wrote. The first chapter, generally, if they wrote a book, the first chapter tells you what the rest of the book's going to be about, like a newspaper. You see a newspaper heading, so-and-so did so-and-so and so-and-so. So many were killed. All the type underneath it gives the details. That's exactly like this is written. The first chapter gave you the skivvy over the whole thing. All right? Now he gets into the. Now he's getting into the details. Now I want you to uh, read the last verse in chapter in in the last chapter in this book, and I'll show you 
why people, they, they lose their way, all right? Verse 9, brother, Hosea 14, verse 9. Who is wise, and he shall understand these things, prudent, and he shall know them, for the ways of the Lord are right, and the just shall walk in them, but the transgressors shall fall therein. Amen, 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 amen. Amen, amen, amen. That's all I can say. Turn to turn to Romans chapter nine, brother. Let's Paul. Let's watch Paul pull this right down in the book of Romans and use exactly what it says in Hosea one and two. I say the truth in Christ. I lie not. Let's, it, it drop on down, brother. You'll be reading the whole chapter. It's uh, down there where, it's, as it says in O.C. Uh, verse. Uh, I'll find it in a second. Uh, oh, verse twenty-five. As he saith also in O.C., I will call them my people, which were not my people. And her beloved, which was not beloved. Now, that's what you've just read in the first two chapters of Hosea, dealing with Israel. With the, the used-to-be house of Israel. All right? Paul's pulling it down right here in the book of Romans. And continue on, brother. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, Ye are not my people... There shall they be called the children of the living God. Bingo. That's what you read in the very first chapter of the book of Hosea. Dealing with Israel. The, ha the scattered house of Israel that was no more the house of Israel. Scattered into the nations. God was no more our God. And he would no more have mercy upon us. That's through the scattering part. And then he tells you he's going to pull us back with some out of Judah and put us into one body. All right? If we went on to chapter 3 in Hosea, he'd have called Christ David because David was a type of Christ. All right? Keep on reading verse 27. Esaias also crieth concerning Israel, Though the number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, a remnant shall be saved. Bingo. Bingo, bingo, bingo. There is no house of Israel when all this is going on. The house of Israel that Paul's talking about up here, oh Israel, I wish I, I, I could wish myself a curse for my kindred according to the flesh. He's talking about Judah, Israel. They are, for all practical purposes, the house of Israel. How do I know that? Turn to Hebrews chapter 8. And I'll show you, show you the division again. Hebrews chapter 8. I think you just start reading in verse 5, brother. 
who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things, as Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle. For see, saith he, that thou make all things according to the pattern showed to thee in the mount. But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry, by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established upon better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. For finding fault with them, he saith, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. All right. You see, there's two different houses. All of a sudden, the house of Israel pops up again. When does it pop up? Way into the future. When the Apostle Paul writes the book of Hebrews, trying to explain himself. Now I want you to watch him put them all back into one body. Continue reading, brother. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they continued not in my covenant, and I regarded them not, saith the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in the heart, write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. Did you see what he did? See how he slipped in, both of them being one Israel again? Did you see, did you pay close enough attention to see that? First he's talking about Judah and Israel, then he just mentions Israel, the covenant made with Israel, and putting the law into their minds and into their hearts. See how see now now do you understand what the difference is, folks? If you don't take every word of God as being just as important as the one before it and read it accordingly, that's the way people get screwed up, folks. Their heart's wrong. They don't believe the book to start with. They don't believe the words of God anyway. They think they have the, a right to destroy them. They don't think God can take care of what he says he's taking care of. Read verse 13, brother, and then we'll, we'll go back to Mark. In that he saith, a new covenant, he hath made the first old. Now that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away. Yeah, anybody that can't strap around that right there and understand that, there's no hope for you. You know... You know, I wonder some folks that, that, that listen to my ranting and raving, and some of some folks, and, and mostly they're older people. Some people, and everybody ain't young like Brother Jason, 19 and 20. <laughs> we, we wish we was like, as young as Brother Jason. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm picking at you, brother, as usual. But 
And I stop and think sometimes how some people could come up with the questions they come up with. The Lord made it plain how you can tell the you, you you mean to tell me that some folks is is forty and fifty years old and and they don't know when somebody's handing them a line of crap, handing them handing them a short row, or or slipping them a Mickey fan in what they're trying to tell them. Turn to John chapter 7, brother. Let me show you what the Lord said about that. Name Brother Don's opinion. See, there's a trick. It's not only is it the Spirit of God that tells you the truth. The Lord tells you out of his own mouth. This is the kicker, see. Read verse 17, brother. Listen to it close. John 7, 17. If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. Y'all hear what he just said? You do his will, attempt to do his will, and the Spirit of God dwells in you, you'll be able to see them suckers from a mile off. One of the biggest ways to see it is they're trying to destroy what God said all the time. I've been telling you folks that call it a hobby horse. I've been telling you this all the time. That's the reason. That's what happens. You can tell when somebody's trying to con you on the street, but you can't tell when somebody's trying to con you using the the eternal words of the living God. Come on, guys. You can pray about that one. Back to Martin. Let's finish this parable up. Back in Mark 12, and they sent servants. He sent servants into the vineyard. And these husbandmen, what did they do? They beat some, Jeremiah. They killed some, Isaiah. Then he sends his beloved son and says, surely they'll hear him. See, the Lord has given him a parable from from the beginning from Genesis to Revelation is what he's doing, folks. That's what this whole parable's about. Surely if I send my son, God says, they'll hear him. What do they do? This, they kill him and throw him out. That's these husbandmen that the Lord gave to take care of the vineyard. Now you make the husband husbandman, Edomites, you just swallowed your own tongue. That's what they can't handle. That's why they want to destroy this book. That's why their doctrine won't hold water against anybody else that happens to know the book. And he will give it unto others. 
That made room for the proselyte bunch. That made room for whosoever will, let him come. Just like Israelites did. You see, about the hook noses, he done told you back in Matthew 13, leave them alone. They're mixed right in with us. They're growing right along with wheat. It's the tares, see. Children of the devil tells you plainly. Two seed line right on down through, see. But leave them alone because they're gonna get they're gonna get their just reward. The angels that take care of them, see. You spend all your time pointing fingers, then you don't spend enough time crooking that finger and taking care of your own walk. Therefore, when you do get in to the kingdom, you wind up naked, miserable, blind, and we done been through that. You see how this stuff fits together, folks? And unless you spend time over and over and over and over in this book, this integrated masterpiece sent outside of time and space and put down upon this earth for you so you would have something to go by, to live your life by, to fall back on, to put your trust in, unless you learn this book, you don't stand a snowball's chance in hell out there. Unless you do his will, you'll not know whether somebody's telling you the doctrine of God or the doctrine of man. How do I know I'm doing his will? I'll give you a couple of them. This is the will of God, that ye abstain from fornication. That's one. Two, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Anything else? Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, brethren, therefore, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. How does your mind get renewed? By the Spirit of God. How do you know? How do you know what the other wills of God is? By giving your body, presenting your body a living sacrifice. In other words, waking up in the morning, not worrying about asking God what He's going to do for you, but asking God what you can do for Him. And be ye not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may do what? Prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? You do that, you won't be deceived. You do that, you'll be walking in His will. And there comes a fork in the road. The choice is yours. Second Timothy chapter 2. If any man purge himself of these things, he'll be a vessel unto honor. You see how it fits like a book, folks? It just fits like a glove. Like like a masterful jigsaw puzzle with the pieces just fitting in and the picture becoming clear. 
And then he winds it all up with another little parable about the head of the corner, the, the, the headstone of the... Go ahead and read the rest of the parable, brother. <clears throat> Have ye not read the scripture? The stone which the builders rejected is become the head of the corner. Well, now, the builders were who? The builders were the husbandmen. It was Israelites. It was Israelites. The snake boys never built nothing worth a flip that, that wasn't evil and wicked. <laughs> Keep on, brother. This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. It sure is if you understand it. It sure is if you understand it. And if you don't, you'll you'll wind up like these people we're going to read about shortly. Continue, brother. And they sought to lay hold on him, but feared the people, for they knew that he had spoken the parable against them, and they left him and went their way. <laughs> Continue, brother. And they said unto him, Certain of the Pharisees and of the Herodians, to catch him in his words. Okay, now these Pharisees, I've told you folks before, these Pharisees and Herodians hated one another. But they had, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. That's what's going on right here. <laughs> You've heard that saying? That's exactly what's going on right here. Go ahead. And when they were come, they say unto him, Master, we know that thou art true, and carest for no man, for thou regardest not the person of man, but teachest the way of God in truth. Don't that sound just wonderful? Don't that sound wonderful? <laughs> See how Satan's ministers can be ministers of righteousness. They give you all this. All, everything they just said was absolutely true about him. Everything they just said was absolutely true about him. The motive's wrong. The heart's wrong. Go ahead, brother. Is it lawful to give tribute to Caesar or not? Shall we... Or shall we not give? But he, knowing their hypocrisy, said unto them, Why tempt ye me? Bring me a penny that I may see it. And he tells them to bring him, give, you know, bring me a penny. He's not going to take a coin out of his own pocket because he probably don't even have one. Didn't even have a place to lay his head, folks. Creator of the universe creator of you and I when it wrote this book. Bring me a penny. Go ahead, brother. 16. And they brought it, and he saith unto them, Whose is this image and superscription? And they said unto him, Caesar's. And Jesus answering said unto them, Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. Absolutely. And you know what most people, and I hate to even say this, but it's true, they'll bust their butt to render to Caesar. 
uh, they could give a flip less whether they rendered to God or not. <laughs> Go ahead, brother. And they marveled at him. Then come unto him the Sadducees, which say there is no resurrection. And they asked him, saying, Master, Moses wrote unto us, If a man's brother die, and leave his wife behind him, and leave no children, that his brother should take his wife, and raise up seed unto his brother. Now there were seven brethren, and the first took the wife, and dying left no seed. And the second took her, and died, neither left he any seed, and the third likewise. And the seven had her, and left no seed. Last of all, the woman died also. In the resurrection, therefore, when they shall rise, whose wife shall she be of them? For the seven had her to wife. Now, this asinine scenario that these idiots that don't even believe in the resurrection trying to catch Jesus in his words, trying to give him this impossible scenario, and the Lord just absolutely sticks on them. And these Sadducees, I mean, they didn't believe in the resurrection, folks. But the Pharisees believed both in They didn't believe in angels either. All right? Ain't no different today. All right? And, and Christ is going to tell them the problem, just like I've been trying to tell you the problem for, for going on two years now. Continue, brother. And Jesus answering said unto them, Do ye not therefore err, because ye know not the Scriptures? Bingo, neither... bingo, bingo. And knowing the Scriptures, what comes right along with it? Neither the power of God. Last time I looked, that was in red letters. My boy, old Paul. Uh-uh, no. It was the Lord himself. Continue, brother. For when they shall rise from the dead, neither they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels which are in heaven. That's right. Thirty-three and a half year old males. That's what they are. You know, marriage and given in marriage, not only because there's no need for procreation, because that was anathema all the way back in Genesis chapter 6, and still is. No need for procreation, but but you don't have a bunch of faggots up there either, because they're all males. Continue reading. And as touching the dead, that they rise, have ye not read in the book of Moses how in the bush God spake unto them, saying, I am the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob? Okay, now you, this is in, remember, red letter, he said, God spake unto them out of the bush. Y'all know who spoke out of that bush? Now, that's, that, do, you, do you know who spoke out of that bush? Do you, do you believe um, the essence of God manifest in the flesh that it was God that spake out of that bush, don't you? 
And I know you'll follow, amen. Well, if you knew the scriptures, you'd know that it says an angel, the angel of the Lord spoke out of that bush. That's the way you know the angel of the Lord is Jesus Christ in his pre-incarnate state. That's just one, one of the reasons. Continue, brother. He is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. Ye therefore do greatly err. Oh, they do greatly err, and they greatly err in so many ways, and they lead so many people astray. These modern-day Pharisees and modern-day Sadducees, it's, it's, it's a shame and disgrace. It's a shame and disgrace, folks. I I I I have yet I have put the challenge out there over and over and over again, and you mean to tell me that all them that claim with their so-called Greek scholarship and also their war their wonderful wisdom of the Bible. Well, you would you would, you would think that the, the challenge would be answered. I'm sure some of them listen. All right. Where is the prophecy? The ones that claim that only they can interpret the scriptures. Where is the prophecy that in the latter days there would be a reawakening of true doctrine? Other than when the Lord comes back. Now, everything's going to be straightened up then, okay? Tells you that back in Isaiah. The doctrines will all get straightened out then by the Lord himself. That's, that's verbatim right out of the book of Isaiah. You did know that, right? We've been over it before. Where is the prophecy of all, the, all this wonderful enlightenment that's supposedly drawing all these people away and deceiving all these people. Where is this new wonderful thing other than realizing who you are? That is prophesied. But there's nowhere there is there's any new doctrine, nowhere there's any grand revelation about the book. No, 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 none of that. There's not one, and that's why it can't be challenged. All right, but guess what? There's multiple prophecy upon prophecy upon prophecy of being led astray, false doctrine. We've been over it and over it and over it, leading captive silly women over it and over it and over it. Lovers of themselves more than lovers of God having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. You want me to go on and on and on? And some folks still waste their time listening to a bunch of crap. And I just don't get it. I, I, to the life of me, I, I guess I'll never understand. I, I guess it's because I had to come out of some of it myself and wouldn't have no part, no way go back into that mess again. Maybe that's why I'm so adamant about it. Don't know. You tend to be a little bit more heady and, and hard on something that you've experienced yourself. I guess maybe that's the reason. Continue reading, brother. And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that 
he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? Now here's a smart one. This is a scribe. Hey, this is a scribe. This guy, he, he, he's getting it. He's starting to get it. Now, that's not my opinion. You'll find out in a minute that's what the Lord's going to say. He's, he's starting to get it. Continue reading, brother. And Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. Oh, all I've got to say to all them lawyers out there, if you don't do this first commandment right here, you better be running for a Savior somewhere. You better be falling down at the feet of a Savior somewhere. Because the Lord told you if you're guilty in one, you you flunked a whole bunch. Because my uh, this is called I've heard sermons on this before and and one of the best sermons I ever heard on it is called the impossible commandment. Did you see what he just said here? All your heart. Read read that verse again, brother. And thou shalt. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. I don't do and, it. I don't do it, and you don't either. Continue, brother. And with all thy soul. No, I don't do it, and you don't either. And with all thy mind. I don't do it, and you don't either. And with all thy strength. I don't do it, and you don't either. This is the first commandment. And since we didn't do it, we need a Savior, and that's what Jesus Christ's blood is all about. And they want to spend all their time talking about politics and Jews? Hmm? Is that right? Oh, come on, give me a break. You folks got better sense than to listen to that bull crap. Go ahead, brother. The second the, one's just the second one just as bad. Okay. <laughs> and Paul quotes quotes the same ones. Go on, brother. And the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I don't know a swinging soul that does that. I don't know a swing I don't know a swinging soul soul that abides by that second commandment. That's as far as you got to go is two. Because you're just in, you and myself and everybody else on the sound of my voice is just as guilty as hell. That's why we need God's righteousness to cover those sins. And that righteousness is I-N. Capital I, capital N, capital C, capital H, capital R, capital I, capital S, capital T. Continue, brother. There is none other greater, there is none other commandment greater than these. 
And the scribe said unto him, Well, Master, thou hast said the truth, for there is one God, and there is none other but he. And to love him with all the heart, and with all the understanding, and with all the soul, and with all the strength, and to love his neighbor as himself is more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered discreetly, he said unto him, Thou art not far from the kingdom of God. Bingo. See there? This is a scribe, too. He wasn't far from the kingdom of God. And no man after that durst ask him any question. (laughs) I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. You can't, you can't, the one that wrote the book, I don't see how anybody in the world could even, well, it's the same thing today. No different today. No different today. Go ahead, brother. And Jesus answered and said, well, he taught in the temple... How say the scribes that Christ is the son of David? For David himself said by the Holy Ghost, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand till I make thine enemies thy footstool. The Lord said unto my Lord. How could David call somebody Lord? Said it my telling the Lord said on my right hand because it was out of his seed would come Jesus Christ. And that's exactly why Judah was let to go all the way through under the supernatural protection of God up into the crucifixion. Because that promise of Genesis three fifteen had to be fulfilled. Go ahead, brother. Keep on. David, therefore, himself calleth him Lord, and whence is he then his son? And the common people heard him gladly. And he said unto them in his doctrine, Beware of the scribes, which love to go in long clothing, and love salutations in the marketplaces, and the chief seats in the synagogues, and the uppermost rooms at the feasts, which devour widows' houses, and for a pretense make long prayers, these shall receive greater damnation. Do you see what the Lord just said? They're going to receive what, Brother Jason? Greater damnation. So there is different degrees of condemnation. There's different degrees of damnation, folks. You know, back in the Old Testament, it talks about the lowest hell. And he wasn't talking about no grave that was dug deeper than the next one either. The greater damnation. Megachurch. Sound like today's megachurches, don't it? Fleecing the flock. Taking from the widows like to sit in the upper room, drive their jets around? Ah, yes, you can't beat the book. Continue, brother. And Jesus sat over against the treasury 
and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury, and many that were rich cast in much. And there came a certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites, which make a farthing. And he called unto him his disciples, and saith unto them, He fixing to give him a lesson. Verily I say unto you, that this poor widow hath cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. For all they did cast in their abundance, but she of her want did cast in all that she had. Even even all her living. Even all her living. That's right. See? Last time I look, I know I'm blind as a bat, but I'm, I'm looking at the red letters there. It's the Lord talking. Pull his disciples, say, you see this, guys? These other folks were throwing in a bunch of money, but see, they had a bunch. It's by the heart. It's according to the heart. Like we went over last week. Wasn't he lying to you? Let the scriptures talk. Anyway, we will stop right here for tonight. Cut it short. Don't know how long we've been on. How long we've been on, Brother Kevin? Hour and a half. That's, that's plenty long enough. Anyway, we will um Lord willing Lord willing, if 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 this these these head banging things continue to stay slacked off, we'll be back tomorrow night with Brother David Kennedy and I will go over the New Testament doctrine of the Apostle Paul. I think there's twenty one things that the Apostle Paul brought forth out of those seven mysteries. And, you know, seven three times seven, twenty I need twenty one. Anyway. Anyway. Tomorrow night, we will meet back, Lord willing, like I said, if I'm not absolutely on the floor beating the ground. But if there is no questions in the chat room, then uh, I will dismiss us in a word of prayer. Are there any questions, Brother no. Kevin? No. No questions? No questions. Okay. Well, in that case, then, Lord willing, I will see you all tomorrow night. Did a good job, Brother Jason. I appreciate it very much, Brother. All praise to the Lord. Thank you, brother. And brother. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd take the word of God, Father, burn it into the hearts of the listeners and the downloaders, Father. Accomplish that wherein you want to accomplish, Father. The seed's been planted. Somebody else may water it, Father, but we know that you'll be the one that gives the increase because your word does not return void because you, you said it in your book and you promised, Lord, and we thank you for that. Father, I pray for each one that's out there under the sound of my voice. Give them a special blessing this week. Heal the ones that's sick, Father. Take away the pain of the ones that's in pain, if it be your will, Father. If not, give them the grace and the mercy to understand why that they have to go through what they go through, Father. Remembering those things we went over and what the Apostle Paul said about his thorn in the flesh, Father, and all the things we've taught over this past year and going on two years, Father. We love you, Lord. And, Father, I pray that tomorrow and all next and all next week, that when we do come before the throne, 
We won't come with a laundry list of things we think we need and we won't, but we'll come with a laundry list of what you want us to do. That's what it's all about, Father. During this period of time that we're here, it's about our service for you, not our service for ourselves. We love you, and we'd love to see you soon. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Same prayer the Apostle John had in the very last book in your precious Bible, Father. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Amen and amen. God bless you guys, and I'll see you tomorrow night, Lord willing. Don Spears Ministries, 3155 Louisville Street, D1, Clio, Alabama, 36017, telephone 334-397-2333, email joydon1953 at yahoo.com.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.